0: reading and hearing all sorts of conflicting information about AI, artificial intelligence, and wondering what impact that might have on you? Well, welcome to AI for Creatives, a podcast by creatives for creatives, connecting you to the world of AI, Web3, blockchain, and beyond. Join our hosts, Camila Sanders and Nova Lorraine, as we explore new ways AI empowers creatives and highlight leading industry innovators, utilizing amazing new tools to pave the way for our future. Get inspired and educated by fellow creatives, revolutionizing the industry and exemplifying new ways to gain creative independence and sovereignty. We aim to preserve humanity in this fast-evolving digital world and creatives are a powerful force to do that. Be a part of the conversation as we take the reins of AI and shape a positive narrative for our future. Welcome to
1: another episode of AI for Creatives, where we explore the intersection of art, humanity, and technology. I am your host, Nova Lorraine, and I'm here at my lovely co-host, Camila, how are you?
0: I am doing wonderful.
1: Good, good. Well, you know, we usually start off our shows with what are we up to, but I do want to just let the audience know that we are going to be covering some really cool things, including the future of AI, or at least touching on that in terms of how do we stay ahead of where we are in this digital age, and and a little bit about mental health and how our mindset, our mental health our well-being is being affected by this the age of AI. So I want to touch on that as well. And I know you're going to be discussing some really cool topics. What's on your mind in terms of what you want to share today?
0: Oh, well, um, I always love to talk about the future and what the future holds. So I'll definitely be joining you with that conversation. And I think just just the adaption or, or people getting more into using AI and what that kind of is looking like today.
1: Sweet, sweet, sweet. So let's also share what we've been up to since our last episode. Do you want to start?
0: Sure. So I am speaking at MobileCom, which is an amazing conference for business leaders. I had a friend that went last year and she just came back and she's like, let's. She was so excited. She's like, you know, ready to start some new business, new ventures, everything. So I'm super excited to network with the people there. I'll be speaking on using AI for your business. Mm, So I I think it's really interesting. This conference, I think the primary audience for this conference is Black women. Mm -hmm. And so we have kind of a tech startup community in Nashville. And we have someone that's over Blacks in Tech, and they put together a panel And I just I think it's really interesting, and people are super excited about it because the effort was made to not only get a panel of you know black (laughs) individuals, Mm. but also black women. So it's like it's always a thing as as far as the tech space in general that you know black and brown people aren't necessarily represented, women aren't necessarily represented. So it's it's great that someone made the effort to kind of put that together. And we're one of the only, well, we are the only AI-focused panel, right? And so Amazing. it's it's great that we'll be able to connect with hundreds of other business owners and kind of share really practical tips on how they can integrate AI into what they're doing and to move their business forward.
1: Nice. Yeah, that is pretty unique. Um, One, just to have women in the space speaking about AI, let alone women of color. And I think it's something that's super important just to show that this is a space for everyone and everyone needs to participate. And it's so, so important, especially with some of the things we're going to talk about today as it relates to having as many diverse voices as possible understanding the technology, sharing information about the technology, and then touching and playing with the tech, at least being aware. So I think that's awesome. Congratulations on that. Please definitely send me the link. I did see that post and I was really excited, so glad to get more details on that. And I just came back from Dubai. Um, I was at the Techs conference, the world's largest tech conference. And there were several actually events happening at the same time as part of Jitech. There was Expand North Star. there was the Future Blockchain Summit, there was FinTech Surge, so quite a bit of people from all over the world coming to see what's new in emerging technology. Uh, I had the pleasure of teaching an AI workshop, uh, fashion AI and blockchain workshop, and speaking on marketing and finance as it relates to fashion and the future of fashion, and then closing out with a keynote on Web3 and um, fashion. So it was really, really exciting for me just being on all those stages, but then also being in that part of the world for the first time, um, being a part of this really unique hub of energy as it relates to entrepreneurs, innovators, and investors coming together with the intention of finding each other, collaborating and partnering with each other to bring these new ideas forward so that was really incredible to experience in person and then of course dubai is such a unique place um, in terms of its architecture in terms of the myriad of cultures that come together there the forward thinking um, perspective that's shared there so yeah that was an exciting trip and i'm really excited about all the things i'm working on with the house of nova so that's just continuing to heat up. I'll share more details later. I think we should just jump right into the show because I'm really excited about talking about what the future holds. But more importantly, how do we stay ahead? And what I've seen in you know, my circles with individuals that are not in technology, there is a real genuine fear around AI. And understandably so, you know, you and I are in the space, we're in emerging tech and web three, and we're working with, you know, the tech ourselves, we're speaking on it, we're educating about it. But standing outside the bubble, it looks like this is something that's taking over our culture, how we do things, our jobs. And it feels like a bullet train with no brakes. And that's really worrying a lot of people And I'd I'd just like to touch on that and want to get your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, it is. It is interesting because you hear all different types of takes. Like you said, we are normally in conversations with people that are excited about AI, but then I talk to other people because I know we also cross over to different, different areas and they're like, you know, AI is kind of annoying (laughs) 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 and I say, I say annoying because I saw someone post recently, like you can kind of tell that it's an AI bot that is in your inbox or sending you this email or something like that. Like there's just this, I don't know if it's just this coldness to it or it's just like, why are you sending me this email? Why are you in my DMs? You know, mm. so, so it's interesting how people are saying, okay, I can tell this is AI. Why are you interrupting my life? Mm. Um, but to touch on something that you said too, It is interesting because, at least in the U.S., Biden just did an executive order regarding AI. And it's not that it's, you know, it's not that it's any hard, fast rules, but I think it's more of a step toward acknowledging that we have to think about our privacy. We have to think about how AI may or may not be displacing a workforce. We have to think about equity And, you know, civil rights and things like that when it comes to AI, how are you using AI in these different industries, whether it's medical or whether it's the judicial system, how are you using it and is it going to be in an equitable way? So it's just something that's kind of calling that to our attention. And one other thing, just based on what you just said, is that I don't know if you saw, but Meta is being sued about um saying that um Instagram and Facebook have contributed to the youth mental health crisis. <laughs> and so <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I think I'm like wow, okay, that's that's interesting. I mean, people are starting to take notice of these things and it's it's rising to the point where it's like, okay, we're taking action to do something about it.
1: Yeah, and I I was giggling not because that's not a serious topic, <laughs> but I was Giggling because it's pretty evident when you're looking at the curve of increase of mental health issues and suicide rates and what that correlates with. And I feel that I'm actually surprised that didn't happen sooner. Because if the case, if they, if you know, whoever's bringing the case against Meta wins or not, just bringing up the conversation in a very out loud way that we need to pay attention and we need to do something about this, you know, where you have technology intentionally, you know, built with components that create addiction that tap into, you know, just the psychology of dopamine hits and reward systems. And, and then while doing that, guiding and or manipulating an individual to see certain things where they feel that they're in control of the imagery or content that they're being fed And to a certain extent where some of it is just based on prior actions and or reactions to certain content. And is it's not a true organic discovery tool. And so what does that do to the psyche when you have the added pressures of Dating, and then you, whoever you're coupled up with, you're doing photos and all these things, creating content together and posting it to your community, and then oh, oh wait, you're not a couple anymore, and then <laughs> having to go back and delete, erase that history, but then the pressure of presenting yourself as being happy all the time, or you know, looking at your best all the time, or living your best life in whatever way that is. Or the pressure of sharing everything you do at every moment of the day, you know, with this community that you're not even really connected with. You know, it's interesting when I'm on a call with someone, which I was the other day, and we've been communicating via message, inbox, email, and we finally get on a call and we're talking and we're hearing each other's voices. And I was like, oh, I thought, oh, I thought we, it feels like we've been talking, but we, it was just Because we're so used to messaging and texting and commenting on posts, you know, we're doing less and less phone calls, right? And physical meetups. And it was so nice to hear her voice and so nice to have that long engaged conversation. And there was this sort of falseness that we were, we were, yes, communicating, but not in a true intimate way, like in being in present moment way. And there is a difference. And so it is no surprise why, you know, this is like the loneliness culture, you know, where everyone feels alone, even though most people have tens or hundreds or thousands of quote unquote followers, fans, likes, what have you, they still feel super alone. So now we multiply that where it comes to scale as relates to generative AI and more automation, then what? So now we're not even the ones behind creating the content, behind creating the communication. We're hitting a button and it goes out, and we're not even being intentional about that You know, c- conversation. Now we have two bots talking to each other and carrying on conversations for each other. So then what happens in terms of mental health and feeling connected and, and wanting to be a part of, a tribe and all of that so it's interesting to see where that case is going to go but I think it's a really great tie-in to what we're talking about in terms of how do we stay ahead in this age of AI and automation and digital technology how do we protect our mental health and well-being and how do we continue to allow ourselves to be a part of this new industry and and not you know, be rendered obsolete in terms of our place in society. I do feel a lot of a lot of roles are going to absolutely be disrupted as relates to AI. In the immediate, it's going to be by those who know how to use AI. So, if you're listening and you have a fear of the technology, you know, I urge you to just. Take a few minutes out of your day, an hour or two, and just dive deep. You know, see what it's about. See the, you know, research when industries will be impacted. We did an episode on AI and jobs um, a few months ago. Feel free to go back to that episode. Go back to the beginning of our show. We'll, and we also do a lot of baseline education around AI and what's coming. But that is the first step. And then looking at where you are now in your role and it may be in a corporation or as an entrepreneur and ask yourself, is there a problem I can solve using this technology? Is there value that this technology can offer in my workflow, in my every day? And and then pace yourself from there. But I do feel that this fear that's around the technology is not going to make it go away. And it's having conversations like we're having now around meta and mental health and around the executive order and privacy and security like that's really really necessary but if we put blinders on and we're just afraid and we you know put ourselves in a closet and then hope that okay no one can see me i can't see anyone else it's just going to go away (laughs) and that's not going to happen i think it's important for us to be aware of what's coming so we can have a place in the decisions that are being made with the technology
0: yeah, I think that you definitely have to find that balance because, you know, too much of anything is not good, right? No matter right, what right. it is, right? Unless it's love, of course, but, Ooh, but yes. uh, yeah. but I mean, you have to find your balance on, because I don't, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think that social media is bad. It's mm-hmm. just the way that you use it could be detrimental, but mm-hmm. you could use it another way and it's good. So you have to find that balance between what you're doing in real life that actually adds value to you mentally whether it's walking outside or having those real life conversations and also what you do di- digitally. So it's more about finding that balance. And I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> because I as you were talking, I was thinking, yes, you're absolutely right. You know, we don't get that those facial expressions that you get like when you're in a meeting or you're meeting someone face to face. You don't get that voice and you can't tell really what the tone is when you're just texting or DMing. And so that made me think of augmented reality. Mm. And one of the things that I'm definitely seeing is just this shift toward AR, right? Which is very yeah. interesting because I think a year ago, everyone's like, no, it's going to be virtual reality, metaverse, metaverse, virtual reality. And now it's, it's about augmenting your reality, which augmented reality is really about, it's more in line with having the human interface with the technology, right? Mm -hmm. And so like I'm seeing the Quest Three is very focused on and we already talked about the, you know, Apple Vision Pro had the AR in addition to the VR. But Quest three is like, hey, you can see everything. You can see your surroundings. We're augmenting your surface. I mean, we're augmenting, yeah, surface that you have in your house. And then you they have like the glasses where you'll be able to see different things. And then you have the their AR assistant, which, I mean, sorry, AI assistant, right? So you have mm-hmm. your AI assistant, think maybe chat GPT, but it's an assistant that you can access, you can chat with. And then they're talking about creating that and making that something that is augmented reality, right? Your assistant being some type of augmented thing. And so what if, instead of just DMing and doing social media, what if your social media was that person in person? and you could see their facial expressions, You can hear their voice, right? Because we know we talked about this in another episode, how you can, you know, AI can you can record your voice and, and it can talk for you in your own right. voice. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like like that type of augmented reality experience? where instead of just social media, we're actually seeing the person and we're hearing the person. Is that going to be enough to create those human connections? That's a really (laughs) excellent,
1: yeah, you know what? That's an excellent question. And I will agree. I believe 2024 is going to be the year of AR in a big way. You know, Apple, of course, with their head, their, their hardware that they're coming out with the glasses and the, in terms of, making that more accessible and then actual use cases. So it was released 2020 this year, um, in 2023, but there isn't a lot of ways you can use it right now. And so there are plenty of entrepreneurs that are building right now to create these experiences in, in augmented reality. Um, and that's going to increase. And I've seen even just art, you know, more art coming out, AR artists and, using the generative ai in conjunction with augmented reality and holograms this was something that was featured you know in dubai at the gitex conference more and more holograms and holographic technology as it relates to communication so instead of the 2d video screen that we're so used to using with with zoom and other similar platforms you will be in my living room or my office or my den or on my patio wherever, having this conversation with me, or even us doing the podcast in a way where we can see each other in a more three-dimensional way. And I, I do feel that that could create a different experience as it relates to feeling that you are connecting more with that individual. I'd, I'd love to look at what some research would state years from now with AR communication versus video communication and in person and seeing how the augmented reality experiences compared to the 2D video screen and the here's a photo, swipe, swipe, <laughs> like, love, share, what have you. And how does that impact our mental health? But I will, I will say that there's going to be more of that in terms of storytelling In world building, you know, 3D environments, fashion, of course, more filters, you know, the holographic meeting versus the 2D Zoom video meetings. This is going to be really interesting. We've seen use cases as it relates to flight simulation and training, medical training, and engineering and architecture in terms of using 3D augmented reality, but seeing that also spill more over into entertainment that we have access to and then we could create with tools as it relates to communication. It's going to be pretty fascinating.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, it, it's always been about access, right? You talking about people actually being able to be in the room with you. And there's, of course, you know, there's friends that I have locally that We get on a Zoom just because it's easier. Yeah. We can do face-to-face. People are like, no, Zoom. but And (laughs) so maybe that's not the best example, but if I'm thinking about if I'm meeting with somebody globally or having a conversation or a conference that is a global thing that maybe people can't necessarily afford to travel via plane or maybe people don't want like the environmental footprint of traveling by plane or it's just some type of remote thing where someone just wants to come in and we can have conversations with everyday people that maybe don't normally have access to someone all the way across the world right and so right. for me it's always about globally connecting with people and other people having access that they didn't before Those are the things that I'm really looking forward to is how are we collaborating and connecting on a global basis because of this technology?
1: I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen Iron Man, the movie. (laughs) And that is a perfect example of AI, generative AI and AR technology coming together. And so fast forward 18 months, 24 months from now, you know, how common will it be to be in a boardroom and hearing the assistant, whoever's in the boardroom. And, you know, when I look at generative AI AI now, I see it as an extension of ourselves. If we need an assistant researcher, analyst, coder, well now photographer, (laughs) designer, what have you. And so imagine that text-to-text information or text-to-image information now being text-to-voice with holographic images and or the image of the assistant in the room with you. And you're asking chat GPTX, I'm making that up, to show you a model of this building. If it was modified in this way and built in this environment, what would it look like? And then you see the image of your chatgpt x show up as whatever you've programmed it to look like and the voice and it's now presenting you this 3d model of this of this building and this is all in your environment where you're seeing the imagery you're seeing the assistant the ai assistant you're seeing the imagery so that is what's coming and and that's why i say in terms of how do we stay ahead It's understanding the technology on the very basic level. No one needs to be the guru expert in the world right now, but just understanding it and choosing how you want to upskill with it or choosing how you're going to differentiate yourself without it. Not everyone needs to implement AI in their life, and I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is just being aware of what's coming so you can prepare. And if you are, you know, a project manager, what tools are you using? If you are an editor, what tools are you using? If you are a writer, what tools are you, or you're a content creator, what tools are you using? If you're a filmmaker, what tools are you using? And it goes on and on. You know, there's a couple industries that are being seen as being extremely disrupted, such as education and healthcare. Um, We've seen a lot of the stir in the art space and in Hollywood as it relates to actors and we're going to see how this continues to impact filmmaking, but we know like knowledge-based careers are now being uh, disrupted with AI. Uh, coders, you know, according to some of the leading experts, there may not be no need for coders in the near future. And who would ever have thought that this was something that would happen? And so, you know, even as a coder, understanding the technology because you're going to be a lot better in guiding the tool to create code over someone who's doing it from scratch. And so I feel that individuals that are going to take the roles of editors and creative directors and artists, you know, like using bringing the art to the tool to differentiate the output, because it's democratized. Everyone has access to it. If you have access to the internet, you have access to a lot of these tools. And so the key now is going to be differentiation as it relates to how companies are going to continue to put out content, maybe written, visual, animated, what have you, that's impactful and unique. And they're going to need the artists and the creators and visionaries and directors and editors to help this process. And so if you're a project manager now, you may want to be a creative director in the near future, and you can use the tools to get there. So that's how you know at least one way of staying ahead or, you know, what I say, being the jockey on the horse, being aware of what's happening, educate yourself, looking at the problem that you may solve with a tool. Just like if you're a carpenter, you're going to choose a hammer to nail the nails, you know, to to build your house, looking at the tools to see which of these tools are going to help you and then upskilling yourself with the tools.
0: Yeah, I think it's about... Really just jumping in, because you may, of course, you have a specialization or maybe a medium or or something that you work with, some type of industry, and you have this expertise. And if you can just kind of jump in and start to use the tools, you can see where AI, these tools can help to fill in the blank or help you move faster or help you do things that maybe you haven't thought of, or maybe even help you brainstorm, whatever that is, and just kind of dive in and see how you work with it. And then what how, what areas can you excel in just yourself because you're a human being? and What areas can you excel in when you're using AI? And I think that's really like the only way that you can see and really understand like, okay, this is helping me in this certain way. And it's enabling me to have more time to do this other thing or to... Just create faster or create more, you know, or whatever that is, or collaborate better. So I think it's about diving in. And I think it's also about acknowledging that a lot of times some of these tools, I know a lot of them are like AI, this new AI thing. But there's some things that have AI in it that you don't even realize. Like a lot of our Adobe products have AI in it and you wouldn't even think about it, but it's like, oh, this is a cool tool, but they're not necessarily calling it this AI new AI, AI tool. It's just a tool that helps you To um, do your projects faster in Adobe and all these different applications. Yeah, so yeah, be aware that you're probably using it already.
1: Yeah, this is (laughs) true. This is true. That's a that's a great point. Microsoft is implementing it in a lot of their hardware. So this is where I believe the adoption is going to come in. Like you said, it's going to be seamlessly integrated into technologies that we're already comfortable with. And so that is one way to potentially get upskilled, <laughs> it's just by accident.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think as a creative, you always are looking at new tools. You're learning, you're continuing to learn any tools that you have. Even, you know, I was re- resistant with even using Canva, but I use it now. And even like Photoshop has changed over the years, but you're always familiarizing yourself with these different tools. So I think that that. Just comes naturally, you know
1: right. and and I do think I just want to touch on before we close the point you made about well-being and if these technologies can help and give back some of your time. And you know if we can spend less time doing the nine to five grind and more time going outside, gardening, exercising, doing yoga, meditating, meeting with our friends in person, You know, at a local coffee shop or at their home, you know, going for walks together, you know, coming back together in person. So if we can get excited about automation where we direct it, where it gives us back our time and it helps improve our well-being, it's a win, 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 win. Also, if we move out of a space of fear and just look at it head on and say, "Okay, how am I going to be impacted and how can I prepare myself? And now you're moving to a place of a mindset of abundance as opposed to fear. And then you're empowered to take action, whatever that action is, even if it's I'm not gonna use it, that's still a choice. And but it's a choice that you're making, it's not being put on you. And so I feel like those two things can really help as it relates to some of the, you know, the anxiety that's building around this new automated <laughs> era that we're in this age of AI, you know, digital transformation, whatever the new term is, but for us to be proactive and be empowered with how we can use the tools, guide the tools, you know, if we choose to participate in that way and and not be in a space of fear. I think that's so, so important. And if we can look at the value add as it relates to giving back our time. So you don't want to create more, create faster in order to just add more hours to your day of work. You want to, Create more, create faster, so you can take that time back and spend it with your family, spend it with your friends, have more in-person experiences. All right. I think that brings us to the end of our show for today. I do think we could have easily have touched on so much more, especially as it relates to where augmented experiences are going and what does that mean, and maybe we can do that the next time, is now that we know we're here, it's here, these technologies are here to stay. How does that impact everything else? <laughs> you know, in terms of like how we're shopping, how we're working, you know, all these other things, it will be really interesting to explore some future predictions in that area as well. So, but this was great. And it's always a pleasure, you know, sharing the time with you, Camilla. So thanks again.
0: Yeah, thank you, Nava.
1: All right. Well, this is another episode of ai for creatives you can find us on the pink kangaroo podcast network And then, of course, you can play our episodes on any of your favorite podcast players. Please revisit some of our earlier episodes. I think you would really, really enjoy them. And subscribe, like, and share. We want to spread the word. We need your help to do it. So please subscribe, like, and share. And we always welcome great reviews. This is Nova Lorraine. And again, I'm here with my lovely, lovely co-host, Camila Sanders. Until next time. Ciao. Bye.